Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar. We've been going through the Old Testament, seeing how Jesus and his gospel factors into every story. If you've missed any of them, search through the podcast or vlog for the studies on the books of Genesis through Ruth. As we continue God's story, which is really our story, I am changing how we go through the bulk of the rest of the Old Testament. If you read the Bible from cover to cover, the historical books get a bit confusing as the timeline isn't straight. My goal is to, as for the next studies, is to do them in historical sequence. So we'll bounce around the Old Testament, but the stories will make better sense. Jesus is the hero of the entire Bible, and we'll find him everywhere as we go along. Um, you'll also see how the Old Testament sets us up for the New Testament. And I've covered most of the New Testament, and you can find those studies along with podcast playlists on my blog. I pray that as you hear this message, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart and eyes and mind to understand what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dig in. Second Kings chapter two, Elijah's rapture on chariots of fire and Elisha takes over. Chariots of fire, swing low, swing chariot, passing of the mantle. These are well-known phrases in a song that come out of this next chapter. Here we see the end of Elijah's mission and the start of Elisha's. Yes, I know the name sounds so familiar and it's easy to get them mixed up. We're in the year 851 BC or so, and we witnessed the second rapture in the Bible. And I'll explain, let's dig in. Second Kings two. When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were traveling from Gilgal. And Elijah said to Elisha, stay here for the Lord has told me to go to Bethel. But Elisha replied, as surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I will never leave you. So they went down together to Bethel. Uh, the group of prophets from Bethel came to Elisha and asked him, did you know that the Lord is going to take your master away from you today? Of course I know, Elijah answered, but be quiet about it. Then Elijah said to Elisha, stay here for the Lord has told me to go to Jericho. But Elisha replied again, as surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I will never leave you. So they went together to Jericho. Then the group of prophets from Jericho came to Elisha and asked him, did you know that the Lord's going to take your master away from you today? Of course I know, Elisha answered, but be quiet about it. Then Elijah said to Elisha, stay here for the Lord has told me to go to the Jordan River. But again, Elisha replied, as surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I will never leave you. So they went on together. 50 men from the group of prophets also went and watched from a distance as Elijah and Elisha stopped beside the Jordan River. Then Elijah folded his cloak together and struck the water with it. The river divided, and the two of them went across on dry ground. 
When they came to the other side, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me what I can do for you before I am taken away. And Elisha replied, please let me inherit a double share of your spirit and become your successor. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah replied. If you see me when I am taken away from you, then you will get your request. But if not, then you won't. As they were walking along and talking, suddenly a chariot of fire appeared, drawn by horses of fire. It drove between the two men, separating them. Elijah was carried by a whirlwind into heaven. Elijah, Elisha saw it and cried out, My father, my father, I see the chariots and charioteers of Israel. And as they disappeared from sight, Elisha tore his clothes in distress. Elisha picked up Elijah's cloak, which had fallen when he was taken up. Then he returned to the bank of the Jordan River. He struck the water with Elijah's cloak and cried out, Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? Then the river divided and Elisha went across. When the group of prophets from Jericho saw from a distance what had happened, they exclaimed, Elijah's spirit rests upon Elijah. No, wait a minute. <laughs> get the names mixed up. Elijah's spirit rests upon Elisha. And they went to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. Sir, they said, just say the word and 50 of our strongest men will search the wilderness for your master. Perhaps the spirit of the Lord has left him on some mountain or in some valley. No, Elisha said, don't send them. But they kept urging him until they shamed him into agreeing. And he finally said, all right, then. So 50 men searched for three days, but did not find Elijah. Elisha was still in Jericho when they returned. Didn't I tell you not to go? He said. <sighs> Elisha's first miracle. 19. One day, the leaders of the town of Jericho visited Elisha. We have a problem, my lord, they told him. This town is located in pleasant surroundings, as you can see, but the water is bad and the land is unproductive, barren. Elisha said, bring me a new bowl with salt in it. So they brought it to him. Then he went out to the spring that supplied the town with water and threw the salt into it. And he said, this is what the Lord said. I have purified this water. It will no longer cause death or infertility. And the water has remained pure ever since, just as Elisha said. Elisha left Jericho and went up to Bethel. As he was walking along the road, a group of boys from the town, a gang, began mocking and making fun of him. Go away, Baldy, they chanted. Go away, Baldy. Elisha turned around and looked at them, and he cursed them in the name of the Lord. Then two bears came out of the woods and mauled 42 of them. From there, Elisha went to Mount Carmel and finally returned to Samaria. Well, here's some points to ponder. So three times, Elijah told Elisha to stay behind. Obviously, he was testing him. Each time, faithful, committed Elisha stuck with his mentor. Elisha asked for double the portion of spirit power that Elijah had. Elijah's power was of judgment. Elisha's, we'll see, is different. 
Elijah served God for 25 years. For 10 of those years, Elisha was his apprentice. Elisha would go on to serve God for 50 years, double the time. Elijah performed seven miracles. The last one was parting the Jordan River so they could cross it on dry ground. Elisha would go on to perform 14 miracles, double the amount. The first one being the parting of the Jordan like Elijah had. The group of prophets, which I mentioned here, uh, in the King James Version is translated sons of prophets or student prophets or prophets in training. Elijah doesn't die. He's taken up to heaven by a chariot of fire. That's a rapture. Actually, it's the second rapture. The first was Enoch way back in Genesis 5. Enoch lived 365 years walking in close fellowship with God. Then one day he disappeared because God took him. That's Genesis 5, 23 to 24. Jesus is coming back for his church and his born-again believers, riding on the clouds to rapture us to be with him in heaven. Elijah's cloak or mantle represents the spirit that is passed on to Elisha. Now, Elisha uses salt to purify the water for the people of Jericho. Jesus tells us we are the salt of the earth. We Christians are to purify the world while we are here. The gang of youths who taunted Elisha were bad dudes. Elisha cursed them and God sent the bears to maul them. Faithful, committed followers. So Elisha was a faithful and committed follower of God. He was focused on his mission. Satan loves to distract us and divert us from serving God. Think too about Peter and the 10 disciples who abandoned Jesus when he was arrested. It was only John who stood with Mary and the women at the cross. How committed are you to serve God? Are you fully committed like Elisha or just when it suits you? David um, Gusick, pastor and Bible teacher says, the mantle did not fall from heaven and rest on Elisha's shoulders. He had to decide to pick it up and put it on. Elijah's ministry was one of great power, but it came with great pressure and responsibility. Well, you want to focus on God's will for your life. So how can you determine what it is? Well, it starts with a personal relationship with Jesus. And Jesus told us, Revelation 3.20, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. But Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart. What are you waiting for? Let him in. Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift and comfort and hope of eternal life. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. There's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. And in the bottom of today's blog, I had to go find it. Swing low, sweet chariot. Gospel song. This one I found sung by Johnny Cash. I've been at the video. Um, and also Days of Elijah, tribute to Elijah, and um, declaring the word of the Lord. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth 
that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.